not curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play. Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. It's been an interesting few weeks of shows. We've talked about guilt in uh, two episodes ago, and last episode, we talked about sociopaths. And I'm getting some really sweet emails from people who have listened, and they're, they're giving me feedback that these shows are really helping. And it was funny because I received an email uh, today uh, from someone who's uh, saying, I really need to know like how to do this. Uh, I need to know how to like have a relationship <laughs> or uh, it wasn't necessarily that she thought she needed a relationship, but she realized that there was something going on that was stopping her from like having uh, a sense of fulfilled life. Uh, and, and I said, hey, guess what? My show tonight is all about that. So if you are listening, Jen, this is for you. So this one, I didn't unknowingly, I made this for you. I'm not gonna say your last name, but <laughs> this one is for you. So what is, what is, is it even possible to have a relationship after being with a sociopath? The answer is yes. So it is actually possible to have a relationship after being with the sociopath. Now, the question that follows is, how do you do it where you don't get back in the cycle? How do you do it where you can have a relationship that's joyful and easeful and that you know it's collaborative and you're working together with your partner where you don't feel like it's you know one-sided, it's all about them and all the things we talked about about sociopaths last week, which I will um, give you the rundown of, I'll give you the quick rundown of uh, what are some of the characteristics of a sociopath. So sociopaths uh, thrive on lies, law-breaking, manipulation, risk-taking, they have no remorse, they're irresponsible, and uh, they, they tend to blame others for other things, that's kind of irresponsibility. They tend to be substance abusers, they have unhealthy relationships, and they have hostility and aggression towards others, and they tend to be super impulsive. So the show on sociopaths was August 16th of 2021, if you wanted to find that in the archives. And now we're looking at, so you've dated one, right? Last week was, chances are you dated a sociopath. And this week is, now what? Like, now what can you do? Where I'm looking at the, now that you've heard that show, perhaps you would like to move forward in your life and have something that is far more joyful. So before the show, I thought, I'm going to ask my, my hubby, like, hey, honey, have you ever dated a sociopath? He's like, no, I dated a crazy girl, but it's like, I'm not attracted to sociopaths because they don't really like have, have any caring or kindness towards people. I'm like, oh, good key. So what is it that has us who have had relationships with sociopaths think that, you know, we're going to have a relationship with somebody who's not caring or kind? And the first thing went ding, 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 we don't think we deserve it. So if we don't think we deserve caring or kindness somewhere in us, we will not 
have a relationship where the person can be that for us. And there's going to be more to that. So I thought that was cute because he's always got these interesting insights for me. And, and I like if there's a comment in the chat room that somebody's mom, a friend of mine is in the chat room saying that her mom might be a sociopath. Yes, women can be sociopaths too, for sure. It's not just men. So do you deserve somebody who can be kind? Do you deserve the truth? Do you deserve to have somebody who will be, um, you know, create stability with you to create a life that is full of growth and harmony? Do you feel like you deserve somebody who is responsible and will take ownership of things? Do you feel like you deserve somebody that is not hostile? Can you have a relationship that doesn't require fighting? For the longest time in my life, I swore upside down that relationships require fighting. And I justified it. I was like, well, that's healthy. It helps you grow. It helps you know that you're different people. Uh, and, and I ended up in relationships with like, where I would get violently hostile. Part of that was my belief system. Part of that belief system is that I thought that that would create growth. Why? Because I'd, I'd heard it somewhere. I bought that story. And then I had this relationship with my husband that's so bizarre that I, we've had like two super arguments that I remember having with him ever. And one of them was um, because he couldn't hear me. And the other one, I know there was another one and I don't even remember what it was about. And I, I say that because it's not that we don't agree on everything. It's that we've found ways to know each other and know what each other's triggers are and to not poke each other constantly with triggers. I'm also not afraid to lose him. So I'm willing to be myself and stand up for myself. So that's a good question too, for all of you who have been with sociopaths and you're in another relationship. Are you afraid to be alone or lose the person? Because if you are, you will tend to submit yourself and be in positions of submission in a way that isn't healing. It's actually giving you up in favor of the other person rather than submission in a way that would allow you to um, work with the energy of seeing what it's like to allow the other person to be dominant for a minute, to be dominant in that moment, but not necessarily dominant 24-7. So letting somebody be dominant 24-7 and you being a doormat is going to create more sociopathic behavior in the person who's a sociopath because they're going to go, haha, this works. I'm going to keep doing it. So around around, I think it was my second date with my husband. At the time, I had a very interesting conversation with him and something broke open my universe. And it wasn't a conversation that he was saying about me. It was an insight that he had about his life in relation to my daughter. Um, and, and what he had said was, he said, so before, like, I guess in the morning before morning before our date, right? So say we're going on a date in the evening. He said, well, that morning he'd been meditating and Ziva's spirit, my daughter's spirit 
appeared before him and in that they had a conversation and in the conversation he said to her no matter what happens between your mom and i i am there for you for this life anytime you need it so like when i when i heard him say that i was like wow this is actually not about owning me and trying to control me and it wasn't even a manipulation he was just laying it on the line with me he's like i just need you to know this so that you don't think i'm a freak that i am willing to do whatever it takes to look after your daughter um, because i made that agreement with her that's not between me and you that's between me and her and she might not know that we had that agreement but i know we had this agreement so i'm sticking to it and i was like wow you are completely different than anybody i'd ever met in my life i dated some nice guys and i dated some not so nice guys and completely different and that it wasn't all about him and it wasn't all about him owning me it was about his care for somebody else and i have to tell you that to me is one of his topmost sexiest sexiest qualities that he has and it's one of the top most sexiest qualities in people in general to me. Um, also somebody who's highly intelligent, I find that super sexy too. So the fact that he has both of those qualities is really cool. Now, prior, prior to that, yeah, it is so, my friend was saying it's so beyond being the nice guy. It really was beyond being the nice guy. Being the nice guy can go away and that nice guy thing can be a total manipulation to get somebody interested in you and then you turn around and screw them over because you're like haha i got you now i own you uh, and it's it doesn't just doesn't work right so when you look at that and you look at somebody who's just like i think what also occurs is that when you're willing to lose everything you can totally show up as yourself but most of the time when you end up in a relationship with a sociopath is because you have an absolute fear of not only being alone, but you don't feel like you're worthy of being loved. I want you to look at your worthiness levels on a scale of zero to 10. How worthy are you of love? And if you're like under 10 in the worthiness scales, girlfriends and boyfriends, give me a shout. We're going to bring that level of worthiness up. I want you to think of a few things for one thing. I'm going to bring it into the, the spiritual God level of this. If we are, in fact, created by God, the goddess, the creator, and I'm going to go with that in this show because uh, it is actually something I believe. If we are created by God, goddess, the creator, and we are created in the image of God, goddess, the creator, would there be any reason for us to feel less than or flawed? in any way. So the more you know you are spirit soul, that you are having this experience on this body, that you are spirit soul, you are lovable by the very nature of the fact that you are of God, that if you are of God, if you truly believe you are, then you know you are truly loved. And when you know you're truly loved, nobody can mess with you. It's when we start to lose those connections and those knowings in our heart. If you really 
dig into your heart and it can get uncomfortable. And yes, my atheist friends, if you truly believe that there is no God, that's okay too. Can you check in? Is there love? And are you created with love? Maybe some of you don't feel that. And, and to my nihilist friends out there who believe in nothingness, is there a sense of peace that comes for you in that nothingness? And if there is a sense of peace that comes for you in nothingness, then that is also where you will find some truth about who you are and why you may actually be lovable. In every religion, in every way, whatever you believe or whatever cult you belong to, there, um, some cults will have you believe you're not lovable. So check on if you've been brainwashed to believe you're not lovable or you are not you are not created as, you know, in, in, in the energy of God. Like if you, if you really don't believe that you are, then hmm, think about it. So love is incredibly easy. It's, it's actually this, it just permeates who we are, permeates ourselves, uh, love, gratitude, joy. These, these are key to our humanity being perpetuated. These are the energies that keep us going and growing. And these are the energies that keep relationships going and growing. We can look at the opposition of that, of uh, war, hatred, fighting, all of those things. If you look at it on a grand scale, if you look at countries fighting other countries, usually it leads in destruction. Sometimes it leads to peace talks, but how much destruction has to happen before there's a peace talk that usually gets broken anyway because they can't hold on to it, right? That's, you know, that's kind of happening right now in Afghanistan. There's now a whole bunch of crazy crap going on. So, um, you know, we can look at on the grander scale, and I like to look at things from the micro and the macro level. And from the macro level when you look at the world and how we operate as countries as um, different corporations units all of that stuff we we will have there are always people that are trying to mediate because there's so there's so much uh there's so much infighting that happens on the planet right if if all these if all of our countries were like family members think about that right of all the countries and all the are and all of us are connected as if we are a giant family which we are but the countries themselves they're all fighting each, with each other it's like a dysfunctional family going on and we're sitting in the energy of this massively dysfunctional family and we wonder why we have a hard time finding function or functional families or functional relationships we're actually saturated in dysfunction right now so to break free from that, you can observe. And one of the things I actually wrote with this is kind of created my own three-step system here. Maybe it's five, I don't know. I wrote some notes. Um, the first thing is get your head straight. And how do you get your head straight? Sometimes, you know, get that through coaching. There are amazing coaches here on ICN and I'm one of them. Um, my friend in the chat room, Jennifer Kramer Lewis, she's also one of them and my producer, the owner of the show and one of my dearest friends is also one of them. So you can contact any one of us. Her name's Christine McIver. We're all, and it, I'd say that, um, I don't know if any of us are not coaches that have shows on ICN. There might be. 
contact somebody. If you don't resonate with me, contact somebody else, but get, get some coaching, get yourself redirected so that you can get out of the mind screw that you've been in to believe that you are not lovable and start to believe that you are lovable. And I'm going to go through some steps so that you can get into that. How do you know you're lovable? And we will move from there and look at some ways to develop that more and more and more so that you can end up in a relationship that's a lot healthier and happier. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So the question is, how do you get out of a relationship? Well, we know how to get out of a relationship with a sociopath, sort of, and how do we move forward? Because last week was like, hey, these are the signs, and I gave some tips and tools on how to get out of that. Uh, I probably will still give you some tips and tools because your mind may be feeling a little bit messed when you're in a relationship or even prior to getting into one. I remember my, I remember having a conversation with my mom about how she ended up in certain relationships. I won't name them in case family members are listening, pass it on, but um, there are some relationships where I was like, how did that even ever show up? And she was like, well, at the time I was really depressed and I didn't feel good about myself. And I was like, wow, well, that just says it all, don't it girlfriend? And uh, my mom's an interesting character. She's, uh, she's cute in that she, she says she's been single for 40 years, but that's actually not accurate. She's dated off and on. <laughs> she's like a serial monogamous, but I heard her say the other day, well, I've been single for 40 years. I'm like, no mom. You're 73 and you've been single for 
23 years off and on, sort of dated some people, but um, she, it's like she forgets who she's been with and that's all good. They guess that it wasn't significant. <laughs> so, so uh, though she, she does have a fierce confidence about her that uh, almost to the point of refusal where she's like, I don't need nobody. So there's the other extreme opposite that you can land in is where you absolutely refuse to engage with other people. And that's just a choice. So in my choice of universe, I like engaging with people. And part of uh, what I chose is to have a relationship that's functional for me. And my relationship is not necessarily functional for everybody. So that's something else I want you to know is like, what you got to start to find out what relationship works for you. And if you're like, how do I find that out? And I thought about what I did. And some of the things I did was I actually watched TV shows. And I watched some TV shows and I watched relationships on shows that I could see qualities in them that I, I liked certain things about how people related to each other, how they dealt with problems, how they, yes, it's TV. And sometimes they are good learning tools. So I watched them as if it was like a study in human behavior to find learning tools. Then I also watched people I know. It's like around me, do I see anybody's relationship that I truly admire and would like to have that in my life? Whether they are people that I know personally or people who I see who are like famous or whatever, whose relationship do I admire? And then, and then the question is, what is it about that relationship that I admire that I would like to cultivate in my life? And then within that, the question is also, what is it about those people and their personalities that I admire? And do I have those, per, do those qualities? And if not, can I cultivate them? Because we tend to have a lot of admiration for things that we think we cannot be or have, yet we usually have something about them and we just need to cultivate it. Like if you have a garden, like I do, like a mega garden, and you just don't tend to it ever, you don't cultivate the seeds, you don't take care of the stuff growing around it, you don't water it, you don't you know, make sure things are gonna grow, you don't go out and love it and pay attention to it. If you don't cultivate it, it's probably going to die unless you have some kind of lucky streak where it just grows with you doing nothing and very few i've never seen i'm going to say very few because i'm going to assume that there might be some on the planet that i've never met relationships will grow with absolutely no tending to but i'm thinking that it's so fucking rare that i've never seen it or heard of it so let's assume that there's going to be a need to cultivate and tend to it and part of that is to observe what you like in relationships and what you like about those people, those qualities in other people, because it's so much easier to see it in others than it is to see it in ourselves. Once you've seen them in other people, ask, do I have these? Is there a way that I can cultivate these? Is there a way I can be like that? And, um, and if you're not sure, if you're like, I like these qualities and I don't know how to be those, remember, find a coach. Uh, contact me. I'm willing to do that. That's part of what I do for my coaching. So find some of those things. And you can also just start to make a list. And that's one of the things I would recommend, even if you came to me, is to start to make a list of qualities that you admire in relationships as an energy, as a collective energy of things that you actually like in a relationship. What do you admire? 
about relationships that you see are functional and happy. And if you've never witnessed a functional and happy relationship, that might actually be key for you. Because if you've never seen them to exist, then you may not actually know that it's possible for them to, to exist. So if you've only ever seen people be dysfunctional in your whole life, not, and not even on TV have you seen somebody be functional, then you might just go, well, it can't happen. So I don't even know how to be that or do that. If you need some show recommends for what to watch that might give you some sense of how to be in relationships that are functional. I think Grace and Frankie is one of the most amazing uh, shows that shows polar opposites of people who learn how to work together and how to deal with issues in various different ways. So if you've not walked it, watched it, um, you know, that might help for you to learn how to uh, see and see different qualities and relationships that might work for you. So one of the other things I would get you to do is examine your past relationships. And when, and this is all part of observation. It's not about going back into them, jumping into them and thinking that was really fun. Observation only. So when you do the observation of the past, and you're going to start to look at things like trends that you've created in your relationship. You're going to look at trends of how did you get into it? What went on during them? And how did you get out? So you might notice that you've had, as you observe them, you might notice that you've actually had many repetitive um, things going on. You're going to notice a pattern. There's, we are actually designed for pattern ability. It's Part of the work that I actually do with bodies is because bodies have a capacity for pattern ability until they lose their ability for pattern ability from different things. Um, that's a whole other show. But uh, if your body has the ability to have pattern ability, you can change anything by doing a few things. Getting new information is one of them. And information can definitely start to change your pattern ability. So getting new information. So you know, if you've, again, not seen or observed anything that shows you what you would like, keep looking because it's out there. And it's not necessarily a fantasy of, oh, I want the prince to come in and blah, blah, blah. I need you to get real on your fantasies too, because some of those fantasies are, are just your way of really avoiding the truth. Like, I want it to be this ideal and blah, blah, blah. Okay, and it's not. So let's be real about where you're at, what you're willing to receive, where you're willing to be, what you're willing to do, and what you're willing to have. Because chances are, if you don't have that fantasy, you're not willing to have all those things. And you may have created something in your mind intentionally that you think will never occur because you are trying to self sabotage. And self-sabotage is a really great way of making sure you'll never have happiness. And why would you never choose to have happiness and self-sabotage unconsciously? Well, you don't feel like you deserve it. You don't feel worthy. And somewhere in your pattern ability, in your patterns, in your life, something showed up to tell you you are not worthy of love. And that moment is what you've recreated ever since. So Let's go back energetically and look at, you know, so just take a moment right now before this commercial, just take a moment to like trace in your mind, trace in your body really quickly. 
just kind of go through like, where is it that I bought the belief that I'm not lovable? Where did I buy the belief that people don't want to be in relationship with me? Where did I buy the belief that I'm not worthy? Where is that? Like, where did I buy that hook, line and sinker and never sell it back? And it might take you a few minutes or an hour or a while to kind of get through some of those processes. It might take you all the way back to the womb and then beyond, it might take you to other lifetimes. So within this lifetime though, it can go all the way back to the moment of conception. And there can be moments in conception when, you, when you're able to tap into that where you know, maybe your mom was stressed at the time of conceiving you. Maybe she, was, maybe she had lots of kids, maybe she was young and didn't know you know she was naive and she got pregnant by accident maybe somebody violated her like there could be so many circumstances around the conception of you that you're not fully aware of because most people will be like no it's beautiful and we had we made beautiful love and you were created out of this love blah 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 and then somewhere in your your dna you're like that's a load of crap so so go into that and find out you know the energy of like you're the first person you had a relationship with between you, you know, is yourself, number one. Um, and as a, as an embodied being, other than, you know, the first relationship was, you know, with spirit, God creator, then the next relationship is with your mama, whether your mama, it's whoever carried you, that's who we're going to count as your mama, even if she gave you up for adoption or, if she died during birth, whatever. It's the woman who carried you is the first person you had a relationship with. And a lot of times our, our patterns start right there. And so many times those patterns start right in utero. So where, where is there a sense that maybe, um, you know, there's, there's love most of the time, but even, you know, even the stress of being, pregnant can sometimes have people just go, Oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know if I can handle this baby. I what am I thinking? I'm losing my mind. I'm not going to be a good mom, blah, blah, blah. And we have all this nonsense that goes through our brains. I remember doing in my twenties, I did these like, um, these regressions into the womb. And I was like, I was trying everything at the time. So I did these like rebirth things where I would regress into the womb and, um, I really didn't know why I was coming into this world in utero. And, and I was like, why bother? My mom is so stressed out. She has, she's, you know, there's like discord everywhere. There's nobody feeling connected. There's sadness. There's like anger. There's hunger. There's all this freaking devastating energy. What the hell am I showing up for? And uh, to the point where I like did not want to come out apparently because I stayed in there three and a half, four weeks later than I should have. And I became this giant freaking baby. So being this giant freaking baby, because I didn't want to really show up. Who wants to show up in a world where you don't feel a lot of like the love that you think that you want, right? So the love that we think that we want is different than the love that people can offer us. And if you're not sure what the loves are, check out the five love languages by Gary Chapman. You might start to realize that people have been giving you love. You just haven't been picking up the message. So look at that. Just look at where you might have had a little, uh, a little love misunderstanding. So 
Um, I was about 42, so I'm 46 now. It's about 42 when I when I uh, first read the five languages of love when I had an aha moment and realized that all along my mother's actually loved me. I was 42 when I realized that. So it took a while for me to to get that truly. And and that was actually no, maybe I was 40. It was the same year I got married. It was like I could finally get married. I understood I was loved. I wasn't going to be abandoned. Uh, it was wild. It was a wild, wild energy and a ride. So your first relationship with your, is with your mama. If your mom is a sociopath, you might attract some in your life too. And if your mom is dating a sociopath at the time, that's a familiar energy too. And or if you are not feeling loved and you're searching out anything and anyone, um, sociopaths will find you because you're like a beacon that they know that they can manipulate you because they know exactly what you're lacking and they will falsely give you information to tell you. I love this about you. I want this about you, blah, blah, blah. They know how to fill your gaps. They see your gaps. It's easy for them. And then they fill them. And then you are like, what the hell was that? It's part of their seduction, which we'll talk about seduction on another show. It's good times. So I'm going to head to the next commercial because I'm just going to like rank on and rattle on. So you're listening to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, 
Join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So one of the things I was thinking about during commercial is what is it that had me choose the relationship with the main sociopath in life? And at the time, I think about it is like my body had just gone through a sexual trauma about a few years prior to that. I was in a relationship with somebody who was high a lot, even though, you know, he, he tried. Um, I wouldn't, he was not a sociopath. He was just like out to lunch high. And also there was a feeling of not being seen or being even um, important. And I realized that that was actually just his stuff. Like he, he really couldn't deal with what I had gone through either. Um, so there was a lot of not looking at, at the issues. I was going to therapy all the time weekly and um, there was no getting my partner to go in with me for, for, um, for couples counseling. So I felt like all the responsibility for change fell on my shoulders. And once, um, and, and there was something about that, that I must've put out a signal. And I know I did put out a signal of what I was looking for in a relationship with somebody who was doing their work on themselves personally and would actually see me and pay attention to me. Well, not only did I get something weird, some weird morph, morph of that I got like this distorted energy of what I'd been asking for um, I did have that as my ask was out of complete strange desperation and it wasn't very clear and the energy of it was that I chose that relationship because I wanted to be seen but that person became like a stalker in a way like constantly in my face all the time and uh, also the relationship I've been in, the person never confronted me with anything. The only time we ever really, we had a, well, we, we kind of thought that he was way withdrawn. He was super withdrawn. And, um, when even like approach conversations about stuff. So then I swung polar opposite and had somebody who was in my face constantly trying to fight me over literally everything. And my adrenaline was so high in that relationship for various reasons, for physical traumas, for um, life-threatening situations. Like after years of being uh, with a sociopath, I was on such high alert that my adrenaline was like pumping like mad. It took me almost a year of being in relationship with my now husband for me to get out of the constant high of adrenaline of being on alert um, that I could be fighting with somebody that I, my life was going to be in danger, that I was going to be watched, that I was going to be judged, that I was going to be picked on, that I was going to be blamed, that it, all of this shit, and like being bombarded constantly with crap is like being in the middle of, of a war zone. And if you know anybody who's been in a war zone, they, they tend to have PTSD. So in a relationship, you can truly end up in PTSD if you've been with the sociopath for a while and you've been bombarded. So with anybody who's had PTSD, there are some things to do to get yourself to heal. 
I highly recommend getting some body work, some energy work, talking to somebody. I recommend these things. These are the things that I did. Doing meditations, getting some movement going on in your body. And nutrition is also part of it. So why do I say that? It's like, why would food matter? Food does matter because when your body is on high alert, it's going to tend to take you into eating things that are um, going to try and keep you on high alert, lots of sugars, lots of caffeines, just to try and uh, like keep you so that you're on a high alert. And then your body gets overly stressed by that and it starts to create dysfunction and disease. So part of it is to also start to balance your body out. And if you don't know how to do that, you can also contact me for information on that as well, because that's also something I do with my work. I do I work with people through coaching for their health, for their relationships. To me, everything is interconnected. So um, that is key. And then I also did a lot of meditating as well, various kinds of meditation to feel connected to something bigger than myself so that I could feel love from and for the universe in general slash God, goddess, creator energy. Um, so feeling that connection to bigger, not just one person, it can have your, you start to realize that you actually are lovable. One of the ways I mentioned before the commercial is like if, to check in and see if you feel lovable and what you're, I, I think I mentioned that, that we we're going to kind of work on your lovability scale and increase your lovability so you feel loved. So a few things to look at with this and if you have if you don't really feel the sense of love uh, i want you to look at a few things so number one if you're ever around cats or dogs or animals of any kind are they drawn to you and if they are drawn to you then probably you are putting out the vibe that's attractive and that they in um whether dogs can't really talk for dogs and say that they love people but they are they'll definitely look after you and they have a camaraderie with people so you can feel love from an animal because they also tend to not judge you so if you've not felt that from an animal it's probably because you're judging the animal and then you need to just clear your judgments of the animals so that you can receive that Definitely. Yeah. Kids, cats, dogs, horses, birds. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, they're all great resources for realizing um, and starting to feel a sense of love and being able to put love onto something because we all have the capacity to love. I, I like to think that even a sociopath has the capacity to love, even if it's maybe minuscule. I still like to think they do. So having that like relationship with something that doesn't judge you can really help and going you can go to different places a petting zoo if you don't have any animals like try going to a petting zoo for a bit and that's like and you can also do some other things like instead of going to a petting zoo if you're into it you know you could go to uh, you know sometimes i go into there's a pet store near where i am well, near is like 45 minute drive. And they have cats that just wander around and the cats are so friendly. They're used to people. I can just pick them up and they let, they let you just touch them. Well, at least pre-COVID, they let you just touch them. And there are animal rescue places around. 
uh, as well. So going to some places like that can help. And the other thing you can do is go into nature and feel connected to trees. You might notice that they are living beings. And when you are connecting to them, just receive from them and see how your body feels. Your body might not feel judged. So these are some ways to start to notice that maybe you're not the worstest terrible person on the planet. And then I would encourage you to look at in your life, is there even one person that you ever felt loved from? And when I started this process of looking at that, I was, I think I was about 28 or 29 years old. And one of the therapists I was going to was having me look at where in my life did I actually feel loved or not loved? It, it honestly was a very long process for me to kind of figure it out. And the five languages of love helped tremendously because I didn't really understand love very well until I read that. And um, prior to that, I was like, well, nobody really loves me because I didn't really see people loving me in the way I like to be loved. <laughs> so I, I judged it as not loved. So read that book. I, this is the order I would do it in is read that book or listen to it on audio. Then look at your life and look at where in your life have you received love from people in the way that they give love. And then look at people in your life who have actually gifted you love in the way you like to receive love. They're going to probably be different, but you will probably notice that there have been people who did that for you. And for me, the first person that I had that with was a teacher in grade four. And I, uh, she was just like light shine love. And she was like this beautiful woman that looking back, I probably had a crush on her. And she knew my mom's situation. She knew we were, you know, there was some kids in the class who had like divorced parents. There weren't a lot of us in the early eighties that had that. And somebody had had a, a father who died. So we had, there was some diversity going on in the classroom. And then what, uh, what I, what I ever felt from her, because one of my love languages is quality time but quality time in the way that I like to spend time with people, not the way they like to spend time with me. So my dad would try and do quality time, but it was all about what he wanted to do with time, not what I wanted to do with time. And my mom's quality time was usually like in the garden. And when I was a kid, I resisted that because I was like, won't you just play dolls with me? And um, so they were trying to do quality time in their own way, but wasn't my quality time. So my teacher did quality time in my way, which was that, uh, at the time in the eighties, you were allowed to do this and you didn't get like, you know, in trouble or kicked out of being a teacher. Um, she would take me for lunch. Sometimes me and a friend of mine, we would, we would go and we'd get in her freaking awesome Toyota Supra. That was like this really cool sports car. And she was like this gorgeous Barbie who always wore fantastic high heels. Um, she was like what I always wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> she was actually the reason why when I was in like grade four, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And, um, and she was just lovely as a person. And she even like maintained contact with me after she left school, she would write me letters to see how I was doing. Um, and she was great. And she cared about my brother, she cared about all of the kids and actually in our class and she had like a separate relationship with everyone. And she made everybody think they were the best person in the world, which was that she didn't have kids of her own and she was like the most beautiful teacher ever. 
So she was my first example of love when I was looking for that. So don't always look to your family, look to other people too, when you're looking at that list. And we are going to head to the next commercial break as I was on my daydream about Mrs. Finley. And I love you, Miss Michelle Finley. And uh, for sure, you're not in body anymore. And I hope you're doing great. So we will head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. We are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And uh, we're having fun in the chat room. For those of you who don't know, Inspired Choices Network actually has a chat room. So if you're feeling shy about commenting or calling in, you can always join us in the chat room. It's so convenient and awesome that uh, we, we have conversations in here that you actually miss on, on live radio. So I bring in some of the comments, but some of them are like secret fun little comments we have going on. So I love that. And I always appreciate having banter in the chat room. So one of the things that I mentioned, I kind of broke this word out and I said uh, earlier about seduction. So I've been reading this, or sorry, I was reading physically the book and then I started listening to the audio because I got so busy I needed to just do it in the background. Um, I've been listening to this book called The Art of Seduction. And one of um, one of the things that I'm finding is that somehow we all end up in relationships based on somebody seducing somebody somehow. And if you are wondering why you've been in relationships or how that happened, that is a really great book. The Art of Seduction is a great book that will help you start to understand how both you are a seducer and how others have seduced you. So it's a good one to look into. And when you start to understand that, you can also start to understand what it is that it was that you needed fulfilled that the seducer saw that fulfilled it for you. So I have interesting conversations here and there. And, and I've, been, I've been told several times that I'm very fascinating and that I think like I'm a very unusual thinker and I have a very unusual look about me. And I think that's fascinating to me. That's kind of like, um, Cleopatra, even though people said that she wasn't, you know, they said she was beautiful, but apparently she was actually kind of average. She was just fascinating and had a really cool mind. And I like to think that I have a bit of a Cleopatra energy about me here and there. 
and some playfulness too. So I've been looking at like, what is it about me that attracts people or what is it, what are the, what are the energies I'm putting out in the world and how can I uh, be certain energies that will be the kindest and the most contributive energies of, you know, that I can be. And so some of these books that I've mentioned, like the artist seduction, the five love languages, if you haven't listened to them, please go listen to them. They are, they can literally change your life and the way that you're dealing with um, yourself. And like when you don't feel loved or if you don't feel seen or heard, or uh, you'll start to understand some parts of yourself. And yes, they are like self-help books. So get over yourself. If you're actually requiring change in your life, guess what? Helping yourself do that and changing it is the way to do it. Um, I, I find that it's funny because I, I sometimes I read reviews and comments on things. And one of the comments on and the reviews on the artist seduction book was somebody said, well, I didn't think this was going to be a, a self-help book. Um, and I thought, wow, you turd, you really don't want to improve. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm all about people who love improvement and love change and would like to have greater and more expansive lives and have like just way more fun in the world because man the world's getting so not so fun sometimes so get sexy get changing some stuff look at things different especially if you've ever had the question of will i ever have a good relationship yes yes you will if and it's not just yes because you wished upon a star it is yes if and the if is you get your head straight and you start to observe things. It's getting your head straight, get some coaching, get some food going on that's good for your body, get some meditating happening. You know, observe relationships that you actually think are, observe all relationships and then pick and choose what you like about them, what you like about certain people, what they're doing. That's my keys for today, how you can actually have a good relationship beyond and there's way more to it, guys, but this is your stepping stones to get yourself into a better uh, relationship and get out of any patterns that have created crap and get yourself into a different kind of rhythm and a, a new pattern that creates joy because we can have joy patterns too. Why don't we just switch that crap over? I am going to have a fun topic for next week, so stay tuned and turn on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.